This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise God. Good evening, Johannesburg. Hallelujah. It's great to be in the house of God. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Which one do I use? Hallelujah. Okay, we'll stick with this one. It's great to be in the house of God, and it's a privilege to be able to connect with you. I want to thank my spiritual father, the father of this house, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev, for giving me the opportunity to be here. I'm very hot. I'm not talking about just the way I am, because I know I am hot, but I'm talking also about the temperature. Okay, well, praise God. Um, We're going to be learning something about the seven blessings of the redemption in a few minutes. But before we go into the Word of God, uh, we, we have a book. I have a book that I have written that's endorsed also by Dr. Bev. It's called The Price of Success. Um, it will help you take uh, inspirational steps to victory, to success in your life. And um, um, it helps us as you purchase this to do the work of the ministry in Mauritius and uh, in the islands, around the islands of Mauritius. So uh, we'll be at the bookshop after. We can connect together. And just spend some time just chatting to each other. And if you need, I can sign the books and so forth. All right. Praise God. And well, let's go into the Word of God. Amen. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. You ready for the Word of God? Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. The seven blessings of redemption. The Bible says in the book of Galatians 3, 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us. This is something that Christ has done already. He has already redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now say this with me. Christ has redeemed me from the curse. So I am not cursed. I am blessed. Amen. I was cursed. Without Christ, I was cursed. But with Christ, I am blessed. How many people here are with Christ? How many people here are in Christ? If we are in Christ, we are destined for blessing. Praise God. So Christ has done a work on the cross of Calvary. He has bought us back. The word redeemed means he has bought us back. We were sold, slave to sin because of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. But thank God that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And when we were slave to sin, Jesus came back and turned the slaves into sons of God. Amen. Say, I am redeemed. Say, I am blessed. Say, thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. And the reason why he's redeemed us is so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I want to give you some definition right now of what the curse of the law is. The curse of the law is, number one, spiritual death. The day that Adam and Eve sinned, there was a separation between man and God. And we were separated from God. The number two curse of the law is poverty. Because of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden and disobeyed God, poverty became our portion. When God put them in the garden, they had everything they need. But God had to drive them out of the garden, and the ground was cursed because of their behavior, because of them them disobeying God. 
Number three, what is the curse of the law? Sickness and diseases are the curse of the law. Sickness and diseases are the curse of the law. Number four, write down fear. Fear is a curse. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Now, I want to give you five definitions of what a curse is. A curse is an invisible, negative, destructive force at work in our life and destiny. A curse is an invisible, negative, destructive force at work in our life and destiny. A curse is a dark, oppressive force that keeps us bound and in captivity. I'll say that again. A curse is a dark, oppressive force that keeps us bound and in captivity. Number three, definition of a curse. I have five. A curse is an invisible barrier and hindrance. A curse is an invisible barrier and hindrance. Has it ever happened to you that you want, you, you've made the plans to go forward, everything's in place, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's been waiting for a long, long time. And you don't seem to get to the other side. There's a, like an invisible barrier in front of you. That is a curse. And tonight, by the grace of God, I am under assignment from the Holy Spirit to break that curse. It's time for the rain, and it's time for us to get to our destiny. Hallelujah. Number four, what is a curse? A curse is a hidden shadow that pursues our life and environment. A curse is a hidden shadow that pursues our life and environment. And number five, a curse is a vehicle of supernatural power that can go on for generations. I repeat that. A curse is a vehicle of supernatural power that can go on for generations. Now let me tell you what the vehicles are. Vehicles such as words. Words can bless you, words can curse you. So words that are spoken or words that are written. Words are vehicles. Blood, objects, spirits, whether it's God, devil, evil spirits, human spirits, all type of spirits that are vehicle to curses or blessing. Prayers, wrong prayers. So some people pray, has it ever happened to you? You know, I come from Mauritius where we are a praying nation, but there's a lot of these people from different nations in Mauritius that prays wrong prayer. I've had people pray that I'll be cursed. I've had people pray that I will never make it. I've had some good believers who are family of God who prayed that I fell. But thank God for His grace. No matter what negative prayer is against you, if you stay in Christ, nothing will harm you. The Bible says nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen? All right, now. So... We have sacrifices, we have altars, idolatry, familiarity, ancestral worship, territorial spirits, adultery. When you have intimate sexual relationship, when you're supposed to, this is passed on. Generational curse is passed on. Curse is passed on. Rebellion brings a curse. Now I'm going to see, give you seven types of curse. Are you ready for this? Say, I'm ready. Good to connect with you. So, say, I'm ready to, to, I'm ready to understand. The types of curse. Okay, number one, God's curse. Some of you might be shocked that God actually can curse. Well, the Bible tells me God said to Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of that tree, you will surely die. And the ground was cursed because of their disobedience. God also said to Abraham, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. 
And I will show you how you can come out of the curse of God. It's a universal curse. We are not under the curse. When we're in Christ, we're not under that curse. And the way to come out of that curse is through repentance. The day we repent, we're no longer under the curse. The day we repent, we are now under the blessing. Okay, number two, the curse of Satan. Satan cursed people, puts troubles on people, torments people. Number three, the curse of man. How many of you know that there are people that are jealous over you? There are people that can't stand you. There are people that talk bad about you. There are people that say bad things about you, negative things about you. But I've come to tell you, we don't live by what people say, we live by what God says. Amen. They can talk as much as they want. They can say whatever they want. I don't live by what they say. I live by the word of God. And God says I'm special. And God says I'm unique. And God says I'm important. And God says I'm blessed. And God says I'm healed. So whatever they're trying to do behind my back, whatever witchcraft they're trying to do behind my back, it will not touch me because I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's the curse of man. Now the fourth one, very important because that's called a self-inflicted curse. How many of you know that sometimes we get all emotional and instead of still speaking the word, we start speaking bad things over our lives, bad things over our house, bad things over our future. We start saying, making the wrong confession. We say, I'll never make it in life. Poor old me. You're, that's called a self-inflicted curse. And once again, to come out of a self-inflicted curse, you need to repent. You need to repent and change the way you think and change the way you speak so that you can have a new direction for a new destination in your life. All right? And every self-inflicted curse that you have sowed into your life, by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are going to eradicate all these curse tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Curse number five. A curse thing. Sometimes we take things from... Uh, from, from somebody that gave, gave it to us, some objects, okay? You bring it home, and these objects uh, brings a curse into our house, okay? So these are a curse thing. Number six, by the way, uh, I, I'm, I'm going a little slightly faster, but don't worry, I'll be back with a book. And in that book, you can take it and read it and understand more about it, okay? So number six now, number six. Number six is called generational curse. It passed on from generation to generation. Once, one day I went and I sat with the bank and I said to them, I'd like to take a bond or a loan. And they said to me, okay, does your dad suffer from any of these? And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute. I'm the one taking the loan. Why are you looking at my dad's history record? And he said, what happens is, and this is people in the world, what, had, what your dad has is what you probably will have. That's called a generational curse. But you know what? We understand and we respect our natural father, but we have a spiritual father. And what our spiritual father has, that's what we have. Amen. And my God is not sick. My God is not tired. One day I heard a man gave a prophecy, God is sick and tired. God is sick and tired. God is sick and tired. Well, my God is not sick and my God is not tired. My God is healthy. My God is prosperous. My God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, if he's the King of kings, that makes me a king. Amen. Now, say this with me. I am a king. 
Even ladies, remember that in the spiritual, there's no male or female. So ladies, everybody in the house say, I am a king. So you should walk like a king. You should behave like a king. Amen. Jesus said, we rule and reign as kings and priests. Hallelujah. Say, I am a king. When you are a king, you understand you have authority. Amen. When you say to that devil, go, the devil must listen to you and go. The devil cannot negotiate people who know their authority. Praise God. All right. And the seventh thing is sowing and reaping. How many of you know that sometimes we say wrong words? If you sow evil, you reap evil. And once again, we have to repent. Stop sowing those bad words over our lives, over our future, over our work. Stop saying, I'll never get a promotion. Start saying, I'll get a promotion. Sow the seed of the word of God in your life. Stop saying that my house, we have, we have nothing in my house. You know, I, I changed the way my house was. I used, to, I used to come home with nothing in the fridge. But I call things that are not as though they are. So I opened the fridge. I said, food, get in there right now in the name of Jesus. I called meat. I said, meat, you come right now. Fish, you come right now. Chicken, you come right now. I'm not really fond of vegetables, so I never called them in. But the meat, the chicken... And the fish, hmm, prawns come in. <laughs> Hallelujah. And guess what? They have to listen. Amen. I don't care how they come. They might come frozen. They might even swim to come. But they have to come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, but from your, or from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Look at verse 19. But you are redeemed. Say, I am redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Say it again. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Say, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. That means, family, we are no longer a slave to sin. We are no longer a slave to sickness. We are no longer a slave to poverty. We are a child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. All right. Now, I'm going to give you very quickly seven places that Jesus shed his blood. And what it means in those places. What it means, how it can break every curse. The first place I personally believe where he shed his blood was in circumcision in the book of Luke chapter 2. Why is that so important? Because every past covenant that was made on our names from our natural father is cut clean in Jesus' name. Circum circumcision represents covenant. I no longer have covenant with my past. I no longer have covenant with evil spirit. I no longer have covenants with tormenting spirit. I now have covenant with Christ Jesus. Amen? So that breaks every generational curse. All right? Number two. What is the second one? Second one was in the garden of Gethsemane where he sweated blood. How many of you know that it was in a garden called Eden that man, Adam and Eve, sold us? It was in the garden of Eden that he lost his willpower. But thank God that Jesus Christ, remember what he said in the garden? He said, not my will, but your will. Because of the blood, we can do the will of God. Because of the blood, nothing is impossible for us. Because of the blood, we can walk in obedience to Christ. Say this with me. I love the blood of Jesus. Say, I have faith in the blood of Jesus. So in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus brought back our willpower. 
and Jesus brought back our image. We are now recreated in the image of God. Say amen. Praise God. We've got back our willpower. We are now created in the image of God. In the garden, Adam lost his position. In the garden of Gethsemane, Christ restored us to our position. In the garden of Eden, Christ, uh, in the garden of Eden, Adam sold us as a slave. In the garden of Gethsemane, Christ restored us to kingship. Number three, his back was beaten at the whipping post. That's in Matthew chapter 27, verse 26. And the Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. So every curse of sickness and disease has been done away by the blood of Jesus. Ain't you happy, family? You're discovering your purpose in Christ. You're discovering that we can walk healthy in this earth, on this earth. Amen? Okay, number four, the crown of thorns. What does that mean? The crown of thorns in the book of Matthew chapter 27 verse 29 breaks the curse of the ground in Genesis chapter 3. That means that the curse of poverty. Remember what God said in the book of Genesis chapter 3 to man, to Adam, curses the ground. It will bring forth thorns and thistles because of your disobedience. But when Jesus put that thorn on his head, he broke the curse of poverty, and we can also have the mind of Christ. Amen? We don't need to have confusion in our mind. The crown of, the crown of thorns protects our mind. We don't need to walk around depressed. We can walk around with the peace of God. Hallelujah. We don't need to walk around worried about our finance and about our future. We can walk around with the peace of God. God takes care of his children. Say that with me. God is taking care of me. Look at somebody and smile and say, God is taking care of me. Hallelujah. Number five. His hands were pierced. What does that mean? That means that God gave back to us blessings because we received blessing with our hands. He gave us back our dominion. He gave us back our authority. His feet were pierced. What does that mean? We receive our possession. How many of you know that in the Garden of Eden, man not only lost his, possession, not only lost his position, he also lost his possession. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, coming on to the cross of Calvary, coming on to what Jesus was doing when he was shedding his blood, he restored our position and he restored our possession and he restored our power. Without the blood of Jesus, we are powerless. But with the blood of Jesus, we are powerful. Hallelujah. Number seven. Now, how many of you here, ladies, uh, you, you have children? Anybody, any ladies have children? All right. Do you remember just before you gave birth, the most painful time of your life? Was it not? Was it not? Why are the men answering me? I don't know. Was it not, ladies, the most painful time just before birth? And what came out? Water and blood. Water and blood signifies a new generation. Something is happening. On the cross of Calvary, when they pierced the side of Jesus, blood and water came out. What does that mean? On the cross of Calvary, as he gave his life, he was giving birth to a new generation. We are a new creation. We are kings and priests. The new generation is us. And in Jesus' name, we are not defeated anymore. We are now overcomers in Christ. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I'm a new generation. Thank you, Jesus. Go to the book of Revelation. Chapter 1, verse 6. 
I like what it says. You ready? And Christ has made us. Now, say this with me. The scripture is speaking about me. Oh, I'm about to discover my identity. Christ has made me kings and priests. What are you? Christ has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. So I'm a king. As a king, I rule and reign in authority. As a priest, I'm intermediate between God and the people. Praise God. I thought you'd be excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Hallelujah. Now I'm about to give you the sevenfold working of the blood. Now this is what the blood did for you. I know I'm rushing this, but... I know you're learning this. Amen? The sevenfold working of the blood. Number one, I am redeemed. Galatians 3.13. Number two, I am justified. Romans chapter 5 verse 9. Justified means that I am cleansed. It's just if I have never sinned. I know some of you look at me and say, you know, this guy has a lot of sin. He's done a lot of wrong. But when God looks at me through the blood, I'm perfect in his sight. Amen? We are all perfect in the sight of God. We are justified by the blood. Number three, we are sanctified by the blood. We are sanctified. That's in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12. Number four, we have access to God's presence. That's in Hebrews chapter nine, chapter 10, verse 19. You and I, we have the right. How many of you know, you know one day what I did to somebody? Um, how many of you know that when you, when you get home at, in, in a Sunday evening or when you get home at night after work, you don't want to be disturbed? Anybody go through that? Have you ever met somebody that is, a, that is a chatterbox? Have you ever met that somebody? If that somebody's right next to you, just look away. And imagine you come back home after a hard day's work, and you want to watch some football, or you want to watch a little movie, you just want to relax, you want to chillax in your house. And you know, from afar, you see that person coming to your house in the car. I'll tell you what I did. I closed all the curtain, I switched off all the light, I acted as if I'm not there. Because I know if that person comes into my house and begins to chat with me, ain't going to finish right now. A 10-minute conversation can last two hours. Have you ever met a person like that? That goes round every circle. In Mauritius, we have a lot of roundabout. There are people, when they, when they talk to you, they go through all the roundabouts that they can. But I'm glad. I might not be welcome in your presence, but I'm welcome in the presence of God. I have the right of access to the presence of God. Number five now. His blood, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. His blood speaks and intercedes for me. Say that with me. His blood speaks. It doesn't matter what people are speaking. God's blood still speaking on your behalf. And God says you're justified. And God says you are king. And God says you are purified. And God says you are justified, sanctified. You are welcome in his presence. Amen? Hallelujah. There are, there are times we've ignored people, but God never ignores us. Number six. John chapter 6, verse 53 and 57. We have now the life and the image of God. Say this, say this with me. I have the life and the image of God. So by the blood, you have the life of God, the Zoe life of God. We don't need to walk through life with depression. We can walk through life with joy. Amen. You know, Jesus, the Bible tells me that God 
sits on the throne. He's not sitting there pouting. He's not sitting there angry. He's sitting there in the book of Psalms. He says he sits there and laughs. Because our God is joyful. Amen. Say that with me. My God is joyful. And I've been made in his image. And I am joyful. How many joyful people do we have in the house? Hallelujah. You know, I've noticed that the more joyful we are, the more irritable we are to other people that don't like us. Hey, man, they want to make us, they want to, they, how many of you have met people that are troublemakers? You know, all the troublemakers and the gossipers, I still walk around with a spot on, 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 on my face, and that irritates them, and that makes me happy. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the seventh one is the one that I enjoyed the most because of what the blood has done for us. That's in Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says that we, through the blood, have overcome Satan, have overcome all the spirits. We are overcomers in Christ because of the blood. We don't undergo, we overcome. We are not a losing king. We are a winning king. All right. Here's what excites me even more now. First, key, first John chapter 4, verse 17. Read it in your Bible. Read it on the big screen. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Here's this one. Let's read this together, family. Because... Say that again. Because as He is, so are we... Not when we get to heaven, so are we in this world. As Christ is, so am I. I'm going to ask you a question. Is Christ sick? Is Christ in debt? Is Christ in poverty? Is Christ prosperous? Is Christ rich? Is Christ blessed? Is Christ king? As he is, so am I in this world. Hallelujah. Let me give you the seven blessings of the blood. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Saying with a loud voice. Remember as he saw we. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive. So if he's got power. I've got power. I've got the power. Amen. If Christ got the power, I've got the power because I am in Christ. Number two. If Christ has the power, he's also got the riches. If Christ is rich, I'm rich. Say, I'm rich. Say, I am rich. Number three, on the screen, please help me. Yes, hallelujah. If Christ has wisdom, I have wisdom. Say, I am wise. Say, I am wise. Number four, if Christ has strength, I am strong. If Christ has honor, he has honored me. If Christ has glory, I can glory in his glory. And I like the seventh one. If Christ is blessed, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I am blessed. Say, every curse is broken. Every drought is over. Lord, send your rain. Break every chain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, you kings. Put your hands together for the King of Kings. Oh, hallelujah. Look at somebody with a smile say, I'm an overcomer.
Say, I'm a king. I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I am honored. Hallelujah. I have the wisdom of God. Hey, people can look at me and say, look at this Mauritian guy. But God looks at me and says, look at the king that's walking in Mauritius. Look at the king that's walking in South Africa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 